G'day, this is John from Your Next Car Finder, and on this episode we talk about how people are researching for their next car, cooling off periods, and question of the day. G'day everyone, this is John, your next car finder. Thank you for tuning in, wherever you may be. It's Wednesday morning here in sunny Adelaide. I say that uh, sarcastically because it's been absolutely wet, wild and windy here for the last uh, few days. So, But we'll get straight into the episode and uh, what I wanted to talk about is how people are actually doing their research um, when they're buying their cars. Now, um, this will be more angled towards new cars, um, but I'm having a look at some statistics, um, and there's a, a survey that was conducted in, in the UK recently, and um, I don't know what you're thinking, it's a UK survey, we're here in Australia, but um, if it's happening in the UK, it's, it's happening everywhere in the world, that's, that's <laughs> we can thank globalisation for that. Um, but the survey, and, and the one thing that, um, that sort of stood out for me is 97% of new car buyers arrive at a dealership having conducted extensive research online. Um, and 39% have done four months or more of research before they even re inquire at a dealership. So what does that actually tell us? That tells us that people... Even before they get to a dealership, are super duper informed about the product um, that they're that they're looking at. So, you know, you um, I suppose this is more for the salespeople out there. You've got to position yourself as a expert, and really, you're you're just a facilitator. Um, dealerships are becoming more and more just a a touch point for test drive and really the final transaction um, the final transaction as or the purchase point of sale so um, and then it goes on as well that 69% ask the dealership for advice and are prepared to deviate from their online research when choosing their final car options customers are trusting professional reviews and consulting social media more and more before ever walking into to a showroom so as I said, everyone's doing their research online. So when, I mean, that 69% asked dealer for advice and are prepared to deviate. So once again, this is for the salespeople out there. You need to position yourself as a expert, really, um, as, a, as an authority. Uh, people are doing all the research. They're, you know, they're coming into, if it is information-based that they're going to the dealership for, it's really just to confirm their suspicions or to confirm some some form of information that they've um, that they've found. So, um, yeah, you need to position yourself as as an expert, and they're probably um, and this is how how it works. Unfortunately, they're probably just testing you as well um, to see if you you know your stuff as well. So, very interesting. Also, other statistics, and we talk. That tops uh, one of that top statistics. You know, thirty-nine percent of people are spending four months or more researching vehicles before they inquire. Um, on average, people are spending twelve hours doing twelve hours of research online before um, they engage with a dealership. So people are doing a lot of research 
and also the other statistic, and this has gone down uh, quite a bit in the last few years, you know, it was like 1.9, then it was 1.8, then it was, now it's like 1.6. The average person visits a dealership 1.6, they visit 1.6 dealerships before making a buying decision. So what does that tell you? They're not going to the dealerships uh, for information and they're doing all their, um, even pricing, they're emailing, they're calling. So they're going to one, maybe two dealerships as well. So that's, um, so if people are walking into a dealership uh, based on the information, I think you can fairly say they're a pretty qualified, qualified person. So, you know, that, that's, what happening, that's what's happening. Everyone's doing their research online. And uh, if, you're, if you're in sales in a dealership, you really have to position yourself as an expert. And really, you're a facilitator. Okay? All right, that's uh, the first segment of the show. I hope some of the information was helpful for you. And we'll be back next when we talk about cooling off periods. G'day, welcome back. Now, what I wanted to talk about in this section is cooling off periods. Now, I have had a chat to a few people and um, a few people seem to be a bit confused. You know, where it applies, how it works. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go through it. Now, one thing I will say straight off the bat and... and I'll say something actually before that, is this applies, what I'm talking about applies to here in South Australia, okay? Now, I'm talking about this because this is uh, where I reside, this is where I do my business, okay? So, but if you are from listening from interstate, um, just go on to, the, to your government websites and they'll have the information on there. But I, I just wanted to talk about this because, uh, as I mentioned before, I think people are a little bit confused where this applies, how it works. A cooling off period does not apply to a brand new car sold here in South Australia from a licensed dealer. Okay, I'll repeat that. If you buy a brand new car from a licensed dealer here in South Australia, you do not get a cooling off period. Okay, I think people are a little bit confused about that. There's no cooling off. Cooling off period applies to when you purchase a second-hand vehicle from a licensed dealer. Okay? I'll repeat that again. The cooling off period applies when you buy a second-hand vehicle from a licensed dealer. And this also includes demonstrators. Under the eye of the law, demonstrator cars are second-hand cars and sold uh, under the Second Hand Car Act, okay? Now, uh, I just want to confirm that because I think a few people, especially a few people I've been talking to, are a little bit confused, okay? The cooling off period does not apply when, I mentioned before, you're buying a brand new car, you're buying a car through an auction, or you're buying a car from a private seller, you do not get any type of cooling off period. There is no cooling off period in that situation. So the only time you're ever going to get a cooling off period is when you buy a second-hand car from a licensed dealer. Okay, You get 48 hours of to cool off. 
okay? So you can waiver your cooling off rights. So and this, this is, applies, and I've had this situation where someone buys a second-hand car or a demonstrator and they want to take delivery that day or on the spot. You just sign a form. There's a form for it. You're just authorised to waiver your cooling off rights, and that takes care of that, okay? Because what's going to happen, the, a dealership is going to try and get you to waiver your cooling off rights because, in essence, they need to prepare the car, and they're not going to prepare a car that may cool off. So a dealership may say, there is a cooling off period. You can waiver it. If not, we'll just hold the car for two days. Then we'll start preparing the car for delivery after that. So do you want to waiver your cooling off period? So we um, we can start to prepare the car for you. They may say that, okay? Now, if you do call off within the two days, you have to call off in writing, okay? So you have to say that you're calling off in writing and the dealership has the right to keep 2% of the contract price or $100 of your, of your deposit, whichever is less. Okay, it's usually going to be the $100 in most cases. Okay, so they can keep 2% of the contract price of your deposit or the $100, whichever is less. Okay, so w once again, it's, it's really about buyer beware. And if you're not sure about something, find out before, before the fact uh, so you don't get caught out. You buy a brand new car, you think there was a cooling off period and there's not. And be aware that if you do buy a second-hand car or a demonstrator from a licensed dealer, you do have a two-day cooling off period, okay? So I know this may be a bit of a boring subject, but I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about it, and I hope that uh, Sora clears up any, um, any, uh, any doubt anyone had about a cooling off period here in South Australia. Okay, thanks guys, we'll be back shortly. G'day, and it's that time of the episode where we have question of the day. And today we've got a question from Tina uh, from Glenelg, who's sent in a question via the Facebooks. And her question is, why use a car broker? Very good question, Tina. I suppose you're asking that because that's the... The space that I play in, where I uh, help people find their cars and source their cars for them. Um, in a nutshell, why would you use a broker is really about saving someone time. It's about convenience. It's about saving people hassle. Now, who I help out, I mean, if you, hey, if you like going around to, going around looking for cars, you like to wheel and deal, and you you, you like doing that, I'm. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> that's not the that's not the type of uh, uh, customer that I help. I help someone that is um, time poor, uh, need doesn't have time to research, doesn't have time to do, you know, the wheeling and dealing, doesn't have time to do the um, do the searching. Um, someone that needs help uh, in finding their car because they just don't have the time uh, to put into it. Um, and also about people who are new to, to Adelaide as well. So you're, you're new, you're not sure what direction, um, you know, that you want to be pointed in the right direction. And, and they're the type of people that I help out as well. So 
Why would you use a car broker? It's really about time and convenience, for me anyway. And there might be other car brokers out there that it's more like, I'm going to save you the money, I'm going to, and all that. And that and that's fine, um, but I, I think the money side of it is sort of like the easy side of it. I'm more selling time and convenience uh, for my clients. Um, you know, and a lot of times I'm a, I'm a concierge. I'm, I'm driving people to look at cars. I'm, try, I'm driving them down to, to the bank to, to get their money so they to, to pay for the car and all this, all this type of thing as well. So if you're not sure where to start, if you're not sure on, um, you know, what type of car I should look at, if you're not sure, you know, who should I deal with, um, that's that's basically where I come in. I I sort of have a you know I've got eleven years of working in in dealerships. I sort of feel like um, I'm a little bit obligated to to share my experiences and what what I know to make that process um, for the car buyer a lot more simple and efficient, and to link people to the to the to the car sellers. That's that's how I I, I see my service. So. And I try and do that in a really easy and efficient way that saves people time hassle. So I hope that answers your question. In a nutshell, it's really a time and, and convenience factor. I think any in today, uh, in today's world, any service or product that saves people time is is going to do well. So we value our time more than we than we ever have. Um, before. So I hope that answers your question, Tina. Um, now we've uh, come to the end of episode two. So I hope everything has been um, of value to whoever's listening out there. Um, and if you do have any questions, please in the uh, in the comments in the uh, below, just write a comment or um, what you like, what you didn't like, or any questions that you have related to uh, buying a car related to um, selling your car privately online. I do help people with that as well. So any uh, questions or any anything related to that, I am here to help. So thank you for tuning in. I do really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have a great day. And I'm John, your next car finder.